Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, welcome back. You know, today is a very unique one. You guys have heard from these two gentlemen and they said, JB, we want to hear from you. We want to do a Q&A. So today I got Lincoln and Mina back with me today. And what are we doing? You know, we've been at the office and we were just talking and jamming. You're like, JB, like, I want to ask you some questions because there's some friends of mine that want to know about JB. They want to talk to you. And everybody hears from me on this all the time. But, you know, I never really answer a lot of questions. But you guys are like, JB, we want to do some questions. So Lincoln, the floor is yours, man. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to pick your brain. We're just going to fire him off. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to, this is just like an icebreaker, just something to get started. Now, first of all, though, I wish you would have gave me these <clears throat> questions ahead of time so I could have been prepared. You know, I'm always talking about being prepared, how the chance favors yeah. the prepared. It'll be but a good you guys are like, no. We're so going. I believe you are prepared since that's your slogan. Uh, <laughs> it's not too, too crazy, but just, you know, describe your business and your role in it and kind of, you know, what it looks like today. Yeah, so I always tell people, I used to say I was in the insurance business. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, I help people with life insurance. But I'm more in the leadership development, management development business. We just happen to sell life insurance. And so what my goal is for everybody that comes in is how can I make you a better person? Because if you're a better person, then your business will be better because you're a better person. Once you are better, then everything else around you just gets better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. You want me to? Yeah, you can go. Just go. This is hard hitters off the bat. I mean, y'all are <clears throat> hammering. Let's go. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I got an energy drink going right here, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so if you were stripped of everything, like, God forbid, say you're just like you have nothing, homeless, whatever it is, however you want to call it, what steps would you take to get where you are now? Like, where would you start? And like, be as, I'm very, I'm big with details, so details. All right, so you details. want me to get nitty gritty details. Nitty, like, as far as the business side, but say you're stripped of everything, but get into it, like details, but the business side. First of all, when people are stripped of things, if you notice that people that develop a skill set in a business, it don't matter where you put them in, they can be successful. I think they, they've done shows where they take like these billionaires or millionaires and they put them out and they give them like, what, a hundred bucks? And they say, go start a business back up. Mm-hmm. And so it's because they develop a skill set. So if everything was stripped, when I say everything was stripped, business, and it has happened. I mean, in our life, business life cycle, things have, it's ebbs and flows. But what I would do is I would find an industry that I could grow in. See, the reason I love our business life insurance now is because if you look back in history, the things that are really recession proof, so to speak, is, you know, insurance, alcohol, and funerals. Everybody's going to, somebody's going to, everybody's going to die. Alcohol sales in 2020, they had record breaking when the pandemic hit. During the Depression, alcohol was big, even during the prohibition days. But insurance has always been a staple point. So that's why I would go back into the financial services insurance business because, you know, insurance companies want distribution. So you want to know details. So, yeah, like, boom. Like, what would you start off? Like, like say I'm JB and you're Mina and I bring you in, take through the presentation, all that type deal. So... So what I would do is, first of all, you you were you were taking the first step is I would find a mentor and somebody that is somewhere where I'm wanting to go, because it's like if you were going to go, you know, they always use the terminology of if you're going to go climb Mount Everest, 
you're going to go find a Sherpa, somebody that knows how to get to where mm-hmm. you want to go. So I would find somebody and I would look at them because if you ever get into an industry and you look at somebody who's been doing it 10 years, if that's a reflection of what you want to become, then you're in the right place. But if somebody's doing something for 10 years and you're like, I don't know if I really want to do that, then you probably don't want to be in that industry or mm-hmm. at that job. So I would find a mentor. And I like to say, I would like to find a growing mentor. And a growing mentor means that that person invests in themselves to grow on a daily basis from a leadership standpoint. Because a lot of times what can happen is the teacher can outgrow the, I mean, excuse me, the student can outgrow the teacher because the teacher thinks that they're just maxed out. They're not willing to learn. So I'm going to find a mentor or Sherpa, so to speak, that's going to take me where I want to go. And I would follow them around. I would ask so many questions. What what would you do different? Like, what advice would you? So, like, I would ask them, what advice would you give yourself? Always be coachable, teachable, and then again, invest in myself. So I wouldn't I wouldn't waste time. See, time is something that you will never get back. So not wasting time and always saying, all right. Well, I don't work a nine to five, even though maybe I'm at a job and the clock stops at five, I'm still going to work because I still need to invest in myself and mm-hmm. learn things. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would be 1099. I wouldn't be a W2 guy mm-hmm. That's not, because I want to be able to control my own activity. So I'd find a mentor, I'd hang on every word, but I'd find a growing mentor, someone who's investing in themselves that's willing to learn new ways of business because, you know, business changes every day that you wake up. I agree. I think it kind of ties in one question I did want to ask. Do you have like a mentor slash role model as of right now? Is there someone that you kind of, you know, look up to or that helps you to where you want to get to, you know, in business? Is there someone or inspiration or role model or mentor that you, you know, are connected with? Yeah. So I have several people that, you know, I trust, number one, that I can talk to. And then I have people that are in our industry that I talk to, you know, on a weekly basis, sometimes daily. But I also have mentors that are successful in their roles. Like one of my big mentors is uh, my old high school baseball coach that I coach with uh, because he's taught me so much more about life, more about, yes, I've learned about baseball, how to coach my son, but I've learned so much about dealing with people, Mm -hmm. you know, controlling what you can control and different stuff. But yes, having people that I can go to and, you know, I guess vent to because not everybody will understand. But if I'm going to somebody who's been through trials, who's been through fights, then they can tell me, hey, here's how I handled mine. Even though they don't even have to know specifics, but I can vent to them. You know, the old saying is people are either getting ready to go into a battle, they're either in a battle or they're just coming off a battle. So I look for people that are in those types of roles that understand that, you know, tomorrow's another day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do have people that I lean on, you know, because, you know, your wife's not always going to understand you. You know, you, your best friend, you know, that maybe doubts what you're doing, he's not going to understand you. But there are other people out there that, quote unquote, are successful in their own way that you can lean on. Okay. But yeah, I do. I personally do because, you know, there's there's a lot of dark moments. So when I say dark moments is it's not dark days. Because, you know, the whole saying is, you know, high achievers have, you know, bad moments. They don't have bad days. You know, average achievers, they let the day get away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, a high achiever learns how to flush it. And whenever I need to flush something, you know, I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling somebody. So, boom, you just got your license. Say you have 
I'm trying to put in the scenario for our future people we're bringing on our team. Say you just got your license, you got $1,000 to your name. What steps are you taking? Like, give me like your three month business plan, I guess you could say. Like a 90 days madman cycle? Yeah, like what would you go through, kind of just build up and continue to grow? So in our business, what I would do is I would go out and personally produce day one. I would figure out, I would let people know the type of business I was in. Hey, I'm in life insurance, Mina. If you'd like for me to look at it, at what you have, what you don't have. I was 22 when I got in the business. You're probably not even thinking about it, but I've seen other people, what they have been through. So you might want to take a look at what you have. And so I would market myself out there, let people know what I do. But then also I would go out and, again, not waste time because there's always a learning curve in anything that you're starting. Like if you were teaching me to shoot a basketball, you're going to want me to shoot thousands of shots because I need to know what it feels like. I need to know how to miss and then I need to learn how to make it. So I want to collapse the timetable and the, the time frame of how fast can I get through the learning curve? And within that 90 day period, I can stretch that out over 180 days, you know, 365 days but I'm going to compress that in 90 days and try to go through as many scenarios with people as possible. I understand all of that. hundred percent. I agree with you. When you talk about the learning curve, you said you want to narrow down the learning curve. And I'm trying to put this in the simplest way possible, just so it makes sense to our people that are trying to join the team. What are you doing to narrow that learning curve? Like what are your, um, habits good habits what are your like manners actions you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well i'm engaged number one mm-hmm. if, if there's a, a call if there's a video to watch if there's i mean online as you know we have archives of tons and tons of training like i'm investing in that uh and i'm i'm learning how to make phone calls setting appointments and learning how to deal with failure Mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing in our business really in sales you have to learn how to take failure you have to learn how to uh, to respond to when people tell you no mm-hmm. even though you feel like you could really help them and bring value to them they're still telling you no you got to learn how to deal with that so the more phone calls you make the more being engaged you are then you know it's just going to help that learning curve quicker being engaged that's the biggest thing man it is the biggest thing you know because you can't say, well, listen, uh, on Monday to the call, what happened Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Oh, well, I was busy. Yeah. So was it busy work? Like, were you investing in yourself? Did you go to a seminar? Did you, were you online learning? Like, no, I was busy doing something else. Yeah. And that's what me and Lincoln, we've, um, I think, like I said, we had a call. I think we were supposed to have, what, seven people on it. And there was people on there with no cameras on, not even on their phone. After that, I called Lincoln and I'm like, look, they have to be engaged into the conver- on the Zoom link and camera on, like, sitting down, pretty much how we run our appointments. So, like, we made a big deal about that as well um, last week. So, where if we bring people on the team and we want them to speak to you, that they have to be engaged from the jump. Like, there's no, like, halfway in, halfway out. Of course, you can start part-time and dip your, your foot in the water, but we need to know that you're, like, actually comprehending what you're explaining to them, not just wasting your time kind of thing well and that's the thing is not in an arrogant way of wasting your time but that's 
time you could have spent with somebody who was willing to be engaged. Yeah, somebody that was asking you questions. You know what I'm saying? You're saying it nicer <laughs> than me. I, I could say I'm listen, a very nice political guy, just so you know. <laughs> I could say straight up, though, do not waste my time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you're saying it the nicer way. And Lincoln, Lincoln <laughs> knows how I am. Like, pretty much how Nick is. Nick is very straight to the point. Like, yeah. Cut. So I'm like, I really like how I, I love being around Nick. Um, but exactly what you said. Like, well, he tells you the truth. Time. Exactly. He, he's blunt. He tells he's you the truth. To I'm going to tell you the truth, too, but I'm going to make you feel good about of me course. telling you the truth. No, of course. 100%. <laughs> and that's why y'all even each other out really well, too. But, so. but think about this, man. It's like if we were having a meeting right now and somebody was on their phone and you're trying to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you know, we live in a virtual world where we do a lot of Zoom calls. So people don't. It's very easy to not have your camera on. But to say I was on the meeting. It's very easy to have your camera off and, you know, walking, you know, down the, the treadmill or walking down the trail and saying, oh, I was listening. Well, yes, there is some truth to that. But if we were in a meeting, would you be going outside getting some water? Would you would you be going to the bathroom? Like, would you be on your phone scrolling Facebook while we were in a in-person meeting? So 100%. that's the emphasis you're talking about is having your camera on. And that's being engaged. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I was going to ask, you know. What are like some ways, or what's, what are some aspects you think an agent cannot succeed, or someone in the business cannot succeed, you know, long term? Like you have, what are some things you have seen happen or um, have occurred that the person just wasn't able to, you know, <coughs> stay long as they wanted to, or you know, just give your opinion on some things that an agent would need to do in order to succeed. Well, it's funny you say that. Is uh, I'm friends with a lot of people in the industry on Facebook, and that was a question today that I read. It said, what prohibits an agent to be successful in the insurance business? And, you know, I'm not a big uh, person on social media to comment things, but I almost commented and said, well, number one is discipline. Because as you guys know, being 1099, like you create your own schedule, but it's very easy to say, oh, I, I want to go shoot some hoops. <laughs> I, I want to go get on the lake because right now mm -hmm. we got beautiful weather coming up. I want to go get on the lake. But you have to be disciplined, number one, and then work ethic. Work ethic is a big thing. You know, a lot of people will work so hard at stuff that don't, you know, like volunteer stuff. <clears throat> They'll work so hard at the volunteer stuff because they like that glory. They like for people to, hey, that a boy, we appreciate you being here. But they don't put that same work ethic into themselves. So discipline, work ethic, and, you know, learning people you have to learn in this business to you know to ride ride the waves ride the waves of momentum because things it's ebbs and flows because we're talking about sales now we're talking about you know life insurance sales there's ebbs and flows in sales so you have to realize that things are never as good as you think they are and they're never as bad as you think they are but if you stick to your schedule being disciplined and you're accountable to yourself number one and then find somebody that, you know, because I was fortunate having what they call a wingman. I was fortunate having Nick holding me accountable to where when I was having bad days, he was there. If he was having bad days, I was there. And then we created a culture of people around us that did the same thing. And that's what you guys have created is yeah. holding each other accountable to a higher standard, not a goal, because you'll fall short of those goals. But guys that I listen to uh, on podcasts always talk about the standard. You know, the motto at the where at LaGrange High where I help coach baseball is the standard is the standard. 
The standard doesn't change because of your feelings. The standard doesn't change because we have a new group of boys in. It's the standard. So if you're holding yourself to a standard, those are the people that tend to win in our business, people that are successful. And successful success is a relative term, you know, and I say a relative term is it's not a monetary figure. Mm-hmm. It's are you living life on your terms? Yeah. Are you living the lifestyle you want to live? That's what success is to me. Well, like I, one question I do want to ask, uh, how would you say your business has changed from when you first started to where you are now? Like how has it grown or, you know, how, what does it look like from when you first started to what it looks like now? And I want to add to that. Would you change anything? Like, would you go back and tell yourself like, oh, I should have did this or next time I'll do this or type deal? Um, to that point, yes, it would be great to go back and Monday quarterback things, right? And yeah. say, oh, I wish I would have made this decision. I wish I would have done that. It's very easy to do that. But I think sometimes that's what makes you who you are is when you make a decision and it's not the right decision, then you learn how to bounce back from it, that adversity. That's mm-hmm. what makes you who you are. That's what makes you good at what you do because you learn from it. If you don't learn from it, it don't make you good. But going back to how things have changed. Obviously, I used to go to see people in their homes. Now I'm seeing people on a computer screen, on a phone screen. So that's how it's changed technology-wise. But at the end of the day, it's still serving clients. It's still helping people. So the way things have really changed is the messaging hasn't changed. It's just the delivery of that message. It's kind of like church. Mm -hmm. You know, there's unique ways that people get the message across. You know, online they they do now they got these campus uh, campus pastors where you see a pastor on a screen and stuff. The messaging, the Bible hasn't changed. It's just the delivery of it, and that's in our business is you just have technology that helps you deliver that message differently. Just a question, like I know you are a business owner, you are an agency owner. You know, you have your own team. Uh, we have our own agency on the Grange. Not everyone has that in our in our company. You know, so what has set you apart? you and Nick apart from everyone else that has allowed you to get the success that you are at right now, you know, that is a little bit more than everyone else that's just an insurance salesman. What has, you know, set you all apart different? I think because going back, we had mentors when we first started that instilled in us about creating that business, that agency, Mm -hmm. and not just being a salesperson because salesmen get tired. You know, if you're a one-man show, There's only so much work you can do in a day. There's only so much work you can do in a year. And eventually you will tire out. But if you're living that lifestyle and you don't tire out, then, hey, you're winning. Um, But we were fortunate because we had mentors that really showed us how to build a business and showed us the, the reasoning of why you build a business. And so what we try to do is transfer that to people and let them know here's an avenue to help you get to where you want to go. But if you don't want to go there, here's this avenue. So I think that's what makes the beauty about what we do is you don't have to be like me. I don't have to be like Lincoln. I don't have to be like Mina. I can live life on my terms, create the lifestyle I'm looking for. And oh, by the way, I can create a business to where I get to help families and I don't have to help families. Because there's a difference between getting to help families and having to help families. You know, I always talk about... uh, agent shelf lives Mm -hmm. like you think about tom brady right now you're a big Mm -hmm. sports guy i love sports so you you think about tom brady Mm -hmm. his shelf life was a lot longer than a lot of other quarterbacks but eventually he has a shelf life 
that he can no longer take any snaps or he no longer will take snaps. So he no longer gets to be in the game. Well, now he's in the broadcast booth or getting ready to be in one, and he gets to be around the football game. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be around the football game. And so he's going to enjoy this season of his life so just as much as he did if he played because he's still around the game, but he's not in the day-to-day grind anymore. Mm-hmm. So his shelf life playing went down, but he's still around the game, and he still mentors people being around the game. Okay. So basically you you bought, you built your business and you kind of just show other people how to build it. So that's how it kind of sets you apart from just being a normal salesman. Well, not normal, but just a salesman. Yeah, because, you know, you, people are fortunate because I can tell you what don't work. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what, a little bit what works, but I can definitely you, tell you what don't work. You, you might know? as well. That was my next question. You know, I can you tell you what well. don't work, but because that's what helped me learn through yeah. the process because there were people before me that said, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. And so we're able to transfer that to you guys. that says, Hey, look out for that. Look out for this. You know what I mean? So, but going back to, you know, building the business and being an insurance agent, I think it was a decision. Mm-hmm. It's more of a decision that says, I am going to do this because it's not for the faint of heart. Like it's mm-hmm. very tough because you deal with people. But, you know, building a business, creating an agency, bringing people in, mentor them is not only do you have your problems now, then you have everybody else's problems. So that's why you have to make sure that you grow every day and you stay strong for them because maybe you didn't have a battle today, but somebody's going to have a battle and you got to help them get through that battle. Yeah, you know, I was kind of, I know we're talking about you, but I kind of understand where you're coming from from when I had brought Mina on and like understanding that. Even if I have a good day, if something happens to him where he has questions or may not have had a good day, I have to help him as well, which I'm not upset about it. It makes me feel, you know, um, good and also helps me as well. So I understand where you come from being an agency, you know, a builder and also just, you know, person producer. Yeah. So, but I know you're asking me questions, but let me ask you this. How how has that helped you in your business? Because now you're having to teach it. Like you learn so much more because you're teaching. Yeah, it's like double the teaching moments because not only are you learning on the presentation or you learning talking to people, you're also learning from, you know, his experiences and he telling me, and it's like, what would I do? You know, have I, I came across this before? You know, what would I tell him? So it kind of, you know, instills what I need to do every single day as, you know, a personal producer as well as helping others. So I think it has helped me tremendously just even in the past two months of, you know, me helping him out. It has helped me and just allowed me to be more confident in what I do and knowing, you know, who I am and knowing what I can, you know, accomplish whenever I do talk to family. So that's a it's a great opportunity to be in a position like that because it does hold you accountable more. That's right. But um, it kind of helps you be more confident and kind of, you know, helps your, um, helps your personal production as well. So I like it. And mind you, he didn't want to do this. Remember this? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. We're not going to talk about it, though. We're not going to talk about that. Um, so <laughs> yes or no, it was easier did your business grow faster and quicker from door to door going virtual? You're more efficient now, yes. It's remote. You work when you want. You're virtual. Um, is there anything you would add or change in the model that we're in currently? So when I first came in, you had to be full time. You only worked three days a week, but you had to be full time. You couldn't have another so career. How do, you, what, how do you classify that? Like, so when I came in the business, you traveled Monday to Wednesday, Monday to Thursday. So you didn't have time. You were gone. So it wasn't like you worked a nine to five job and then came to the office and worked a little bit. Like we were on the road traveling, spend the night off. Well, now 
it's to me the opportunity is even bigger because now I can bring somebody in that is a full time teacher. Mm-hmm. They have time after four o'clock that they can go help families. They don't have to travel to go help them. So mm-hmm. you're more efficient now. It's not that it's easier doing it now virtual, but it's just more efficient. You're not wasting time in a car. You're not wasting time in a hotel. And so people can come to the office. They can be at their house, still have families on a part-time basis, still have their career, still work at this and either work towards this full-time or just build a business and make extra money. Mm-hmm. So would you change or add anything to the model currently? Or do you just love it how it is right now? Well, obviously, we always tweak it. Mm-hmm. You know, you always try to make it better. Uh, and I think that's that's in any business. You always try to look for ways to make things better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, change is tough for a lot of people. And so you never try to drastically change things. And the only reason you want to change things is if it's going to move the needle in your business. Like mm-hmm. if it's going to help move the needle, then yes, you make the change. But if you want to change something just to change it and it doesn't change the results. Oh, yeah, of course. Why change I mean, it? Just, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything to, um, like you said, more efficient and like technology is grow, growing every day. So that's why I asked that. Like, do you think right now there's anything that can make it more efficient? So, um, like I said, maybe in a few years, I know. I don't know if you know about the AI, the chat AI. Do you miss um, going into homes or do you, uh, it was a two-part question. Do you miss going into homes? And if you could like speed up the transition from virtual, from in-home to to virtual, would you have wished it could have happened faster or earlier in your career? Or do you kind of just like, you know? There was, there's a lot I miss from a culture standpoint because we always travel with groups of people, mm-hmm. groups of agents. Uh, I miss that aspect of seeing everybody day to day. I miss sitting in people's homes. Uh, I don't miss the road traveling, <laughs> you know. I, I love to travel now, don't get me wrong, but I don't miss that type of traveling. So, and if I would have sped it up, you know, I don't know if it would have, you know, the timing in our business, I don't know if it would have helped us. Um, but I'm thankful that, you know, everything is birthed from bad moments. You mm-hmm. think about like when COVID happened, there are a lot of businesses that kind of, went in protect mode but then there's a lot of businesses that just went out and said you know what we're gonna i won't say use it to our advantage but we're gonna use the technology to our advantage and i'm thankful that there were people at equus that did that that went out and said let's use technology to our advantage you think about i mean in 2008 when the recession happened our business doubled in 90 days and it wasn't because people were buying more insurance it was because we were able to hire more people in our business. The people that were in certain industries that just weren't able to make the amount of money they were they were accustomed to, they were looking for other opportunities. So our business doubled in 90 days in 2008 when the housing market went down. When COVID happened, our business started growing because we were able to get people on a part-time basis. People that once that never wanted to travel for whatever reasons, oh, I can work with you and I don't have to travel. So it opened up even more marketing to get people to come in the business, to go out and help families and make money for themselves. And I feel like it's growing right now, today. Um, I wouldn't say recession. What would you call it? Like a little dip? You know what? I know this sounds bad, but I try my best not to follow. I try my best not to like, I know it sounds horrible, not to really follow a bunch of news. 
because it's really oh, just negative, you, you know. 100%. And they talk about 100%. oh, because you think about oh, well, the housing market, the uh, the interest rates, the uh, <clears throat> the this, the this, and you know, it's more it's expensive. Hundred percent. It's like just negativity. Yeah, that's all it is. Negativity. At the end of the day, I can only control what I can control. Like I'm not one of those type of people that get involved in you know the politics and we're going to change the world. Like that's just not my personality. Yeah. Whatever cards you're going to give me, I'm going to learn to deal with them. So. You know, I can control what I can control. I can control my action. I can control the amount of people I can try to go help. I can control the amount of people that we bring in the business. I can't control interest rates. Mm-hmm. I can't control, you know, who's going to be in office. I can't control this. I can't control that. But I can control my surroundings. If you're working on nine to five and is, and you're working over 40 hours and barely scraping by paying your bills, and this time today, you should look for a 1099. Control what you can't control, and that's something you can you can control. Just put it like simpler, you know. Well, yeah, like if uh, I will say this: if you're right now working a job, if you're working a job, and you're not getting fulfillment, and you're not getting the paycheck, and you feel like that you're just on a treadmill, like that um, that rat that's on a wheel, mm-hmm. and you're not getting anywhere, then I would look at other endeavors. I'm biased, obviously, in our business because I feel like our business allows you to do so much more to where you can make as much money as you want to make, whether you want to make, and I don't even want to put a dollar figure on it, but if you want to make X amount of month, X amount of week, X amount of day, and or X time. amount of an hour. And time. And buy so, your time back. Yeah. You know, that's to me, that's the biggest thing that I've been blessed with in my family is being able to be at every one of my kids' baseball games being able to be at my daughter's dance recitals, being able to not miss the important things because that's the time you you can't ever buy back. Yeah. Because I ha- because I didn't have a boss that said, I need you to work overtime. I need you to go, you know, have this meeting. And I was talking to Lincoln. I want to say, like, was it earlier today? I was like, Lincoln, and I'll be 100% with you. I worked this job for a week. Getting up at 4 a.m. Look, sorry, he's laughing. Cause, just, but you'll listen. We would get up at 4 a.m. And we wouldn't get off till like 7 p.m. And we were getting, I think it was like 14, 15 an hour. So we, I ended up, it was for a week. I ended up making like 1,500 bucks. And I told Lincoln beforehand, look, I'm going to do this. And you can call me crazy. I did this in basketball too. I'm going to do this to see, like, not torture myself, but to see the good side, the other side, which is this, in this. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm going to put myself through this to see how much I really want to do what we're doing now, like selling insurance and all this. And I went through, I was probably like three days in, and I have it in my videos, me and Shard stressing. I'm like, Shard, yeah, I'm going back to where, where Lincoln put me on the whole job. Like, it opened my eyes and made me realize that I want to do this. Like, So I kind of like put myself through that whole thing to do this type deal. So it's, I don't know how people do it. Well, you know, because you've seen the other side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm obviously not knocking anybody that's a W-2 by no means because there's a fit for a lot of people out there. Like, they, you have to have those types of people, yeah. right? But I just know for me, I could never go to a W-2 job because I've had the flexibility of, oh, my wife just called wants me to go get the kids. Mm-hmm. I get to go get the kids. Yeah. Oh, my wife just called me and decided, hey, she wants to go to dinner night. I don't have to call anybody and ask off. I don't have 100%. to clock out, make sure my you know stuff is done or find somebody to do it. Like I have to answer to me and me only. 
and there's something that that's um i hate to say invigorating about that but there's something that just gives me fulfillment that now 100 you know what i mean so if you've I tell people, if you ever become a 1099 person, it's tough to go back to the W-2 world. Mm -hmm. But if you're only been a W-2, it scares a lot of people going 1099. It does. I mean, it's very scary. You got to take that leap. But you got to bet on yourself, and you're betting on yourself. 100%. You see me. (laughs) I've never been W-2. Like, I've never been W-2, so I never got the experience neither one of y'all had. I have done stuff on the side, but I've never had that experience, so I really don't know. I don't know if I want to find out. I don't think I want He's to. a golden baby. No, I'm not. Like <laughs> I said, I did it just, I put my, I'm like, look, I'm going to put myself through this to see if I really want to do this. Because mm-hmm. I was bought in, but I was just like, gosh, I got to pay for leads. Like, I'm so like, you want a dollar here? Like, you grab it. And I'm just like, so then I went through that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. But <laughs> well, one I'm thing you here. told me when you when I had our first conversation when I was in college, and you kind of broke it down to me, you said you're going to be one of the three. You're going to be someone that has no job, someone that works for somebody else, or someone that works for yourself. There's no in-between in that. I mean, it is in, you can be in-between, but you're either going to be one of those. So, you know, I, that's why I took the leap of faith, and, you know, I, I'm glad I did because it has really paid off. But, I mean, it's really one of those three choices. So, like I said, 10 and 9 has been good for me so far, and I'm just learning more from you and Nick, and, and I've just been enjoying it. Uh, one question I do want to ask is, I know your business is, you know, well, I'm going to ask this before I ask that. How would you say you are building your agency now um, different from what you have done before? Like, what are you looking for now to help you expand faster or more efficient um, to help you, you know, just build your team or build your business, you know, faster? How, how would you say it's different now? What What are you doing to do that? I think now it's more looking for business owners and leaders versus just trying to hire people that needed a job and people right. that were salesmen. That's the difference because beforehand we would just hire anybody that needed a job. Anybody that just wanted to sell insurance, we, we would just hire those people. And it, it, you know, it worked out, but now to build to where, when I hire you, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a leader. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone who is willing people. to grow and someone who's willing to build a business. And if you do great, if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not looking for salesmen. I'm not looking for someone to just sell insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest difference to where now it's not just JB growing a business. Now it's Lincoln growing a business. It's Mina growing a business. And we're growing a business together mm-hmm. versus me trying to teach you how to just sell insurance every day. And I think that's you kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier about your standard has changed over the years. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that's I think is really good though. To, 100%. To that, you know, I've seen I've seen change in you because you're one of my mentors. I can say firsthand, and you'll come in and be like, "What should we do? Should we do this? Should we do that? Like, should I change? Should I use different words to relate to mm-hmm. your type of people? Like age, age wise, wise, and like that. I've seen growth in you already. Like, and you're one of my mentors. So you being able to, to adapt, adapt exactly, exactly in the change, not change, but like adapt and and be open-minded is like when I have, when I'm in that position, I have people on my team and people looking up to me, asking me questions is something that I try to keep as well. Yeah, so. it's very rare we see people, I'm not gonna call you old, but <laughs> at your age and maybe a little bit older that wants to adapt or change. It's, it's really hard for like the older generation to kind of hear us out that, you know, understand our mindset to see what can possibly be better. So, I mean, that's that's amazing. Like, I just want to see, you know, what your, your thoughts was on that. 
as far as like growing your business and you know your standards now and i think it's really amazing well i appreciate you saying that but many you said earlier what well, if it ain't broke don't fix it that's yeah. what happens with a lot of people in business that stall out yeah. people in business that sealing out mm -hmm. is because they're like well we've always done it this way why should i change it we've always done it. well yes like chick-fil-a's never changed their model they just get better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know they they introduce a new uh, menu item, but that chicken sandwich is always going to be the staple point, right? But they've always figured out how can we better serve the customers. Mm -hmm. in, in in business, you have to figure out how can I serve people better? Because if you go into a serve mentality, how can I serve somebody when they come in our business? Because, look, here's the thing. And, you know, I tell people when you come and work with me, I'll hit my stopwatch because one day our time together is going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. It might come to an end in a week. It might come to end in a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, but eventually our time together is going to come to an end. But the time that we are together, I'm just hoping that together that we are better people because we cross paths mm -hmm. and you're a better person because you were with me. Now, you're not a better salesperson. You're not a better life insurance salesperson, but you're a better person because you were around me and I'm a better person because I learned from you. And that's what really, to me, that's what business is all about is serving people, having that mentality and growing and adapting to changes because change is inevitable. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I can't say. We was talking about it at gym boss. I said, you know, making money, you know, making money, being successful in business is you know, amazing. But the impact part, that's what I love most. Who do you impact? How do you impact the people? You know, how do you help people grow? How do they help you grow? So, I agree with that. I like that. Well, think about it. you're a leader whether you want to be or not. Mm -hmm. Like when you guys were playing at the college and maybe you wasn't the captain of the team at the time, maybe you wasn't in the starting five at the time, but there was a kid out there in the stands watching you warm up. Mm -hmm. They were watching the way you would react if a referee called a call that you thought was bad. 100%. They're, they're watching you so because yeah. you got that jersey on, mm -hmm. right? So you're a leader whether you want to be or not. So how you conduct yourself is huge. Going through that with my older son, I've seen to where kids look up to you. You know, people in general look up to you. How you react to adversity says a lot about who you are. Like you said, it's how you conduct yourself, like being respectful. And I feel like I've kind of gotten out my shell since I came here, probably January. But like one thing this business did do is kind of push, like push you. You going to have to yeah. get pushed to talk to people, learn how to talk to people. You know, in order to be successful, you know, there's one thing that, you know, this it kind of shows and helps you with. So I understand where you're coming from yeah. about that. You, when you're learning how to be comfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. You just got to, it's like when I see somebody, you got to say, like, how are you? Or Is that, yeah, smile, that like the Southern, yeah. yeah. So I want to know who are your mentors and when we can meet them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, you meet them because a lot of them are at Equus. You yeah. got Barry Clarkson, you got Rob Jones, like those two guys, they've been through things and they're in places that, you know, I want people to go. But those two guys right there, they've been staple point over the last few years for us just to lean on in conversations. Mm -hmm. But what yeah, about outside the business, outside the business, obviously, um, you know, Coach Branch at LaGrange High School because he coached me in high school. And he's helped me learn how to coach my son. Mm -hmm. And and then I have other people in businesses as well that hopefully we'll bring them in one day so you can speak, yeah. so that you can hear them speak because business is parallel. 
Like business principles don't change. They don't. Success yeah. principles don't change. It don't matter if you're in life insurance, car sales, baseball team. Like I don't care what business you're in. You know, all success principles run parallel with each other. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, I got one question. I got actually two more last questions, but this question I do want to ask. Are we getting through it now? See, oh, my God. I put it in mind. Oh, okay. What do you <laughs> see um, in the next 10 years? Like 10 years from now, it's 2033. You know, what What do you want your business to look like right now? Like at that time in 2023, you know, 10 years from now, what do you want it to look like for you? And how do you, you know, want Ooh. Well, you know, Things always change, like right. your why mm-hmm. and the way you look at things always change. Um, but I think what I would like to see is having people like you guys go win big for you and teaching you how how many people can you take along with you mm-hmm. on the journey? How many long how many people can you bring along on the journey with you that are wanting to go fight for themselves? That's okay. what I'd like to see for the next ten years. Okay. Is how many people can you impact? Gotcha. So where where will you be? You think you'll still be coming into the office? Will you oh, be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, I love to do a lot of other things, but one thing I do love to do is I love to coach. Like, I love coaching my I was son. I just about to say that. I love coaching baseball. Like, all we do is coach every day. Think about it. Yeah. I was telling him the other day, I said, if you think about it, JB really just coaches baseball, coaching calls in the morning. Like, he coaches more than, I want to say, half your time. No, it's a lot. Throughout the week, and I'm like, he really just coaches and like, it's fun. Like you like doing it type deal. So, mm-hmm. let me um, see. I got a good list. I got one question, and it's probably going off the wall. If you could not say that they, the federal government said we cannot sell insurance anymore, you know, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. What you know other industry do you think you could be successful in with the same principles we have now? Ooh. Well, I was going to be a, um, I was going to be in construction. I was working for Nick's father-in-law. I was yeah. I was moving heavy machinery around, mm-hmm. moving dirt, putting down asphalt and stuff. Because you could see, you could see your results mm-hmm. like over time, and it's like, oh, I made that road. Like you could see those results and stuff. And that's a great question. I don't know. Um, like right now in my life, where I would be is, I would love to just keep coaching baseball. I was about to say, you that. Know? Yeah, I think you'd be coaching. I, I'd love to coach, yeah. or I would love to be coaching athletes in general. You know, like basketball, football. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about that, but I do know how to, you know, the mental game works. That's the biggest thing I've learned with athletes is the mental game is as important, if not more, than the actual physical part. I say it's 90, 90% mental, yeah. 10% physical. So, so would you say your passion? Sorry, would you say You're your passion? It kind of ties. Would you say your passion in whole, like life, business, life is coaching? You is mentoring, mental. mentoring people, mentoring people okay. like – Helping people get to where they want to be. Okay. You know, I, I love like high school baseball. Like we're in now, we're getting ready to go into the playoffs in the mm-hmm. state playoffs and everything. And I love the coaching aspect. But you know, what I've learned is great coaches like like Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. You know, talk about football. They surround themselves around like minded people. He's really you're really taking all my questions. You know what I'm saying? Like if you surround yourself around like-minded people, yeah. then yeah. it makes the the game and no pun intended, but the game of whatever more you're doing fun. so much yeah. more fun because you everybody's going in the same direction. Everybody mm-hmm. wants the same results, but you're you're trying to figure out how do we get to that result. It's like if we're going to go down to I don't know, we're going to go to Florida. You know, like we all want to go to the beach down to Panama City. Let's just use the Redneck Riviera, right? We're going to go to Panama City. 
well, there's different roads down there, mm-hmm. but there is that destination. So everybody has a destination in business and baseball teams, like the ultimate, whatever, like national championship. There's different routes to get there. So as a staff and as mentors, you try to figure out how can we best efficiently get down there mm-hmm. and get the results we're looking for. Mm-hmm. What's your why? Like what motivates you to get up every morning? Obviously my four kids, mm-hmm. you know, and my wife making sure that we, you know, have the opportunity to provide for them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's going to evolve, you know, as they get older and stuff. And say they weren't, what was your why before then? then? That's a better, that's a better question. Well, when I first started, it was just making money. Okay. And then after making money, then it was, all right, let's create a business. And then after creating a business, it was, all right, now let's create a, a business that's so self-perpetual that I can't screw it up even if I try. 100%. All right. Then it then it turns into now it's like, all right, let's leave a legacy. And one of the main reasons Nick and I wanted to start this podcast was, you know, guys that we listened to was with technology now, what would you give to go back and listen to your grandfather speak? Mm-hmm. Like for my grandfather, he was born in 1912. The stuff that he went through, I wish I could go sit down with him or I could go watch videos of him just talking about life, talking about the stuff that he went through. So making content like this for my kids when they get older and their kids, like that was my grandfather. That was listening to where it's like, all right, I miss him, but now I can I can have a conversation with him and listen to what he was thinking in life mm-hmm. and what he was going through in life. Just leaving a legacy. So your why evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with a why and then to me that why has to evolve and and grow. Otherwise, you know, you plateau out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now do you have like any like since you've been a business owner, CEO do you have any like deal breakers when it comes to business or any like, you know, I won't say morals, but any deal breakers to where like, I'm not going to do this, even though it will make me enough money or just, you know, do you have any deal breakers in, you know, being a CEO? Well, you know, it's, go- it's funny is going back is over the years, we've had guys that do things that they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And the, it's always come back to me. It was like, JB, you can't tell me you've never done this. And I can say, honestly, yeah, I've never done that mm-hmm. because number one, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Number two is immoral. Right. Yeah. But you know, I can honestly say, no, I didn't, but people that shortcut the shortcut and it takes more effort to do the wrong thing than the right thing. Yeah. And so for me, sometimes that's a deal breaker to where if you'll, if you'll try to, you know, with a, in our business with a customer, if you try to lie about this one customer, you'll lie about a lot of other things. Exactly. To me, you know, you make people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Make, go get me wrong. 100%. But if it's a pattern, it's habitual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a no deal. hundred percent. How do you, because again, this is another reason why you're one of my mentors. I've never seen, um, you're very like level-headed. Like, and I'm the same as, as well. Like I like to be around the same type of people who like you can't get a reaction out of me like in a negative way. Yeah. So how do you deal, say you have a bad day, whatever, what is a bad day to you and how do you deal with it? Like, how do you go about a bad day? One of the rules I had in high school was never let them see you sweat. Yeah. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Calm, cool, collective. I mean, so now yeah. it's because however you get a reaction out of me, then you know you got me. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. get under my skin. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how it is on basketball court. If someone does something to you, it's like, oh, I got them now. Yeah. I, I know how to handle right? So for me, it was never let them see you sweat. So 
to I was fortunate enough. My my dad's very laid back, so I got a lot of his genes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you know, he's got my mama's side. I think I pick at him about I that. I love Nick. He's straight <laughs> to it. I, I pick at him about that. If I'm, I'm but it, it's good. Fight, it's a good balance between yeah, us. You, you know? guys really balance each other out, really. But yeah, no, I just try to make sure that you know. My mom always instilled in me that um, no matter how hard you're working there's someone around the corner working harder than you. No matter how good you think you are, there's someone around the corner that's better than you. And no matter how bad you think you have it, there's somebody around the corner that's got it worse than you ever dreamed you could have it. So, you know, that old um, that old Chinese, people use it, I think, in different, like in Russia and China and the Americans. They were talking about, you've heard the story, and I've heard, you hear on every podcast, you know, you, you've heard the story about the farmer Mm-hmm. that his horse ran away mm-hmm. and people came to him and was like, man, that sucks. Your horse ran away. You're not going to be able to plow your fields. He's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then the horse comes back and he brings like five, six other horses. He's like, man, that's awesome. Can you believe that that horse brought back all those horses? Now you can plow everybody's field. He's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then, and, and then yeah. the sun goes out and he's breaking the horse, getting them used to riding and stuff like that. Well, the son falls off and breaks his leg. It's like, man, that sucks. I can't believe. And then that suck that your son broke his leg. And the farmer's like, maybe. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden they were they were having a draft where people had to go to war. Well, the son had a broken leg, so the son couldn't go to go to fight the war with him. And he's like, man, isn't that awesome? Your son doesn't have to fight the war because he got a broken leg. He's like, yeah, maybe. And and the old moral of the story that everybody tells that way is. Things are never as good as you think they are, and they're never as bad as you think they are. So, you know, every time something happens, it's, all right, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, great. You did this. All right, what's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. What happened? Mm-hmm. All right, how do we fix it? Yeah, and if you keep that mindset, you're always going to, like, grow. Because yeah. when you're growing and you're up here and you're with that same mindset, you're not even going to notice when you were down there. So do you have another – did you have a question? No, I mean I, I think that's that's all I um have. You know, all the questions I already you know asked you. To start talking about. I got a couple more. You know, if you want to keep going, we can hey, keep we going. go as long as you want. I, I got a couple more. They're pretty good questions. I'm proud of you look, too. Look, coming up with all them questions. But you, you didn't you didn't already. you didn't answer my question. <laughs> Which what, one? A bad the bad day. When you yes. have a bad day, what do you do? Do you go? Like, I find my outlet. And a lot you of go times to Dairy from, Queen. Like mine is might be full. <laughs> It's a fool sleep. Like, no, no joke. Back in the day, they used to cut up with me, and I gained a lot of lbs back in the day. But my outlet was I would go to McDonald's and get a strawberry sundae. Okay, that and was that's the key. 100%. That, that was fine. me. That's fine. But yeah. now, now for me, if I'm having a bad day, it's my outlet would be you know I'll go walk the thread, or I'll go to the gym, or honestly, I go I go find one of my kids. Yeah, like I go find joy in one of my kids. Yeah. Like because that. I'm like, all right, you know, my, my kids are so beautiful. I'm so blessed because they're healthy. You know, my grandmother always said that I was the wealthiest person alive because I got healthy kids. In this field, what cannot be taught? Like, if you come in, I'm teaching you, okay, this is the script. You do this, you do that, you do this and that. You love this question. And you're not, yeah, and you're not. Nick always says. Him and who? Him and Nick always say to answer this yeah. question. Oh, yeah, Nick, yeah. I'm telling you, Nick is my guy. So what can you not teach? Like like I said, besides the basics, like teaching them how to presentation and all that, what can you not teach in this business? Well, it's experiences. You know, I, I can't teach you the experience that you need to go through. 
this business is called, not taught. Mm-hmm. I can teach you all day long, but you eventually have to go see what it feels like. Just like you teaching me how to shoot a basketball, you can tell me how the ball feels, how to hold it, and what it's going to look like and everything. But until I actually pick that ball up, I never know how that feels. So this business is caught, not taught. So being around it, that's the experience. A guy told me years ago, that don't you wish you could microwave your experience and just hand it to people? I'm like, yes, but they wouldn't be tough skin. They wouldn't be tougher and better as humans because they didn't get the experiences, the experiences I did because yeah. I just handed it to them on a silver platter. And you could say I'm wrong. Part of this podcast is for that as well. You could say like talking about your experiences and if people want to get into this uh, lane of working insurance, you just, you know, there's a lot of things you can. A lot of James you can catch off of this if you pay attention. That's exactly right. I guess you could say. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, that's all I was saying. You and that question you asked, I, I, the amount of times I heard you and Nick say that when I first started. The cut not talk. Cut yeah. not talk. I heard it yeah. on, you know, on our you know trainings and whatnot. I didn't understand what it meant until I really went through you know some stuff and also like you know heard you train with you, train with Nick, you know, listen to some stuff, but. Yeah, it is true. And then you experience it. Experience it. And you're like, oh, okay, I had this before. Let me just, you know, go this route. But, yeah, more than more is called. Yeah. yeah. I got two more. Is that okay? No, I'm good, man. Um, Outside of this, how do you grow and how do you learn, like, different skills? You know, I read I don't, I don't. read um, nonfiction books, like business books. Uh, listen to podcasts. That, I mean, that's the two biggest things of growth. I actually yeah. had another question. What's your three top, top, uh, top three books? Oh, business and mental Only three. I can, Only I can guess one. Only What's that three. one? That's Secret <laughs> to the Millionaire Mind. I that's one of my favorite. One. Right the, the one you talk about in our presentation. No, that's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's, that's, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, so Secret to the Millionaire Mind is one of my favorites. Amazing book. Like that right there is from a mental <laughs> standpoint. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, Atomic Habits now is one of my favorites. Hmm. Okay. Where do you get these Amazon? I yeah, gotta, I gotta get, I get into them from it. his office. He goes, yeah. to, he goes to my office and gets them. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get into them. But I have to go repo them because I'm like, look, you can read them, but you, return them you know, you gotta library. return them. Yeah. What I what I do for me that helps me though is I will, you know, a lot of people will highlight their books and you know make markings, but if I do that and hand it to Lincoln, then I'll have my notes. What I will do a lot of times is I'll take a notepad, like I have a nice binder, and I write out the quote. Because if I write it out, then I remember it better. But also, I can go back to my little binder, and I don't have to have that library of books with me all the time. Mm -hmm. So like if Lincoln calls me up and says, hey, I need you to speak on a call, I can open up my binder real quick, skim through and read some stuff and remember some stuff, and then I can speak into it without having to prepare a speech, a message, and everything. Well, ain't that good? So you don't need the book back. Well, that is you true. Don't need the book back. <laughs> there it is. That Put is true. So you got you got the uh, Tommy Habits, Secrets of Millionaire, uh, Millionaire Mind. What's the other one? Oh, um, you can't say Rich Dad Poor Dad. I heard that's a very no. That's a, that's a lot a, of people. That's a good one. I feel like yeah. a lot um, of people read that. Yeah. Um, Think and Grow Rich. Like that would be the first one oh, I would yeah. tell people to start with. Start that's with that book, is. Think yeah. and Grow Rich. Do they have like audios? They do, yeah. yeah. All, I think all three of those probably might be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah audio is great, but it's something powerful about reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. But yeah, yeah. but audio is great too. But yeah, yeah, Think and Grow Rich, Secret to the Millionaire Mind. And then, like I said, probably because I'm just going back and re 
visiting Atomic Habits, probably because it's just fresh on my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk about how important it is to have uh, Nick next to you, like your running partner um, in business and in life, like just in general. Like, Well, number one, he's always been my best friend, even though he's always beat me up being an older brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so having him, you know, number one, he's family. Uh, number two, I can always count on him for anything. Hey, I need this. I got you. Uh, but having him in business, you know, there's a lot of pros to it and a lot of cons because we will fight. I mean, there, mm-hmm. you guys haven't been there uh, um, enough to where he and I will go at it. I think he's learned to appreciate me more, and I've learned to appreciate him more. You know what I mean? So it's like you guys balance each other out. Like I always say that. Like I tell Lincoln, I'm like, uh, and I don't know how it is, maybe because the cards are played right. But like, like I said, you balance each other out. He's straight to it, and then like you'll be like, okay, but. The reason why he said that is because, like, and then you explain yeah. more. Yeah. So, but yeah, having him as, you know, number one, like I said, best friend. Because growing up, we shared a room together. We had bunk beds, mm-hmm. so like we've been together ever since we were little. And playing outside, if it was basketball, baseball, or football, I only got to play if there was automatic kids in the neighborhood to make it even mm-hmm. teams. If there were, if there were, I've been through that too. If if there were even amount of people <laughs> on the court. I didn't get to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I was always sidelined. But, um, but yeah, he's been really good as far as being a wingman because he's like, hey, remember why we're doing this. Remember why. And, like, if he's down, I pick him up. If I'm down, he's always there like he's on a high, you know. Well, that's yeah. good because, you know, a lot of people that get in business with their family, it does not last as long as y'all have. So that is that's, true. that's really good. That's that, really you know, good. Y'all have that, you know, balance. We've had our moments. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, 100%. <laughs> but, like, y'all still, you know, together and, you know, still building and such. So, that's uh, I feel like it's really good, really good. Um, It might be my last one. Maybe talk about you being surrounded with, like, like how how big, how important is it to have positive people and like-minded people around you? Oh, yeah. Like, I can't – you ever – because what happens is as you grow as an individual and you get around people – and they they talk about this, they talk about that. They can drain you. You ever been around those people? And you um, feel it. That's a hundred percent. You do because you're growing and yes. you're starting to recognize. So, the same people that you used to hang out with as you grow, you probably won't run with them in a in, you know in a few months, a few years because they're not growing with you. You're yes. growing apart from them. Though I heard a pastor one time years ago was talking about energy vampires, and what he talked about is. You ever been around people that feel like they just suck the life out of you? Yes, it's very bad. They, they suck the life it. out of you. I've, I've had bad. He said, but here's the thing, though. He said, are you an energy vampire? Because who do you suck the life out of? Mm-hmm. So are you sucking life out of people, being around people? But see, here's the thing. You don't recognize that because when you look in the mirror, a vampire doesn't have a reflection. Mm-hmm. So you don't see yourself as an, ener- as an energy vampire. You don't see yourself as sucking the life out of people. So recognize if you are and make sure you surround yourself around people. I, it's, to me, I'm, I'm always the positive Peter. Nick sometimes is the realist. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, hey, we can do it. We, let's do something. I'm always going to be – I'm going to find a positive in everything. You know, that's, I guess that's a trait my grandfather gave me. But I'm going yeah. to find the positive. But being around people that, you know, they talk about people. They talk about, you know, the world is falling apart. They talk about this. I don't want to be around them because mm-hmm. I get in a foul mood. When exactly. I leave them, I get exactly. in a foul mood. I'm like, that gum, I should be pissed off about exactly. something, should I? Yeah. 
So I don't know if it was, that's why I want to ask you, because I don't know if I'm in the wrong or if I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm really like not in the show, but um, I don't open up as easy. Like mm -hmm. Lincoln can talk to anybody and I can say, hi, how are you doing and all that? But to really get deep and deep down into it, like it'll take me some time to realize like, is this somebody I want to see or be in my circle every day? Like to not drain energy and taking energy, that whole type deal. So. Well, I think you're, what you're doing too, again, is you're growing as an adult, but you're also growing as a businessman. And then your learning is who do you want to invest in? Because at the stage that you guys are in, especially like in my life, is I don't have time to invest in fake friendship. I don't have time to invest in surface level friendship. Like if I'm going to spend time with you, then I think enough of you to be around my kids, to be around me. And so... You know, not, not that I hope that didn't sound like very arrogant, but like I, I'm 40 years old. I don't have time to invest in friendship that in a couple of years won't be there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to be around like-minded people, people that uplift me, people that you know love my kids, care for my kids, and you know got the same morals that I got. Well, appreciate you guys, you know, making some notes. I wish you'd have gave me the questions ahead of time, but um, you did good. You did good. Really uh, good I enjoyed it. So hopefully, uh, you know if. If you like this, obviously subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hundred percent. You know, yes. boost the. Uh, you guys been on me about telling people to like the YouTube channel. But, like, subscribe. Yep. Comment, <laughs> like, <laughs> comment, subscribe, share. Um, I have. I cut up a clip. I started posting on TikTok. I need to. I'm slacking. So. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week.